Welcome back, everyone, to the Pro Football Network betting podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Lewis, joined by my fellow co-host, David Bierman. David, we had a lot of points on Thursday Night Football last week in a 41-35 shootout with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Tonight, I think we'll be lucky to even get like seven points on offense for both sides. I mean, the total here is just incredibly low. Steelers are, are giving almost a touchdown at home despite starting Mitch Trubisky. The Patriots have been that bad. Right now, the total on most shops is around 30, 30 and a half, but it's under 30 at 29, at 29 and a half, excuse me, at ESPN. Why don't you give everybody some context as far like how low this total is? Well, first of all, you know me. If you've listened to the podcast or read our columns on pfnbetting.com, you'll know that I, I pound unders all the time. I like taking low unders and going even lower. And my philosophy there has been always like the book's are scared to put lines as low as they should be because people will absolutely crush the overs. If you put them too low, we've only seen three totals under 30 dating back to 1986, which is when totals started becoming published and recorded three games in the last 40 some odd years that have gone under 30, all three were on the same date, December 26, 1993, which must have been some sort of apocalypse. We yeah. all looked at it. There was no snowstorm. I think there was maybe snow in the forecast back then. But uh, the sites were New England for Colts, Pats, Chicago for Lions, Bears, and Philadelphia for Saints, Eagles, all in the mid to upper northeast, Midwest area. Um, and all the temperatures were extremely cold with heavy winds making the windshield pretty darn cold. Uh, I mean, they might have expected snow because those are only three times in NFL recorded history. We have it in the, in the 20s. And because of that, like when you see a total that's 32, 34, everyone's like, well, that's the lowest in 10 years. You can't go under it. Well, yeah, you can. And if anybody's watched the Steelers, Pats, Giants and Jets play this year, you would know that taking the unders of 32 under 34 have been very, very profitable. I believe I went like six straight one time hitting them. Look at what the Jets and Patriots did last week. You know, the Jets scoring eight points, the Patriots getting shut out. Like, these teams are just not scoring, and they can't put these unders low enough. And to tell you what, Brian, like, I'm going to go under again. I grabbed it at 32 Sunday night the minute it got posted. You mentioned it's down to 30, 30 and a half, 29 and a half in some places. I took the under 32 in the column. I took under 30 and a half. The Patriots have scored 13 total points the last three weeks. They haven't broken... 20 in in many many weeks and also their defense is actually pretty good if you're going to say anything positive about the patriots they haven't allowed they've only allowed over 21 one time in the last five weeks that was to the dolphins offense who only scored that on them so uh between the patriots offense being epically bad the patriots defense actually being pretty good and the fact that you look at their opponent like, the Steelers fired their offense coordinator two weeks ago for a reason. Their offense stinks. Now, they did better with the new coordinator, but then their quarterback got hurt. So now you have a matchup of Bailey Zappi versus Mitchell Trubisky, who has been so bad he couldn't beat out Kenny Pickett for a starting spot. So 13-9, 7-6. Like, why don't people think this can go under 30? Yeah, I mean, to give some more context about taking unders for low totals, since 2020, with totals that are 37 or lower, the under is 23, 4, and 1. And over the last two weeks, 3-0, and 0, which is pretty crazy. And then to, to even just to reinforce your point, 
Patriots Steelers, two of the worst offenses in the NFL. The Patriots, probably the worst. You would think as the season goes on, oh, the books will over adjust on these totals and that the over will have to hit eventually. Yes, but it, in theory, but really, the under between the two of these teams this year is 19 and five. In 19 and five, you just mentioned, what'd you say the number was? 23, four and one on totals of 37 or under? Yeah, since, since uh, 2020. And the funny thing is, and I've been doing this all year, like I'm not even sweating these. How often no. are you and me on Sundays or Mondays joking over Slack that the total was 32 and a half and it's three nothing in the fourth quarter? And it's like, this isn't even a sweat. I took the under on the Patriots team total and the under in the Jets team total last week. Both numbers were 14 and a half. And at no point was it in jeopardy at any point in the game. No, I had the under in that quarter. Patriots game. I had the full under in that game. I don't think I watched a second of it. And I was just like, oh, I'm just kind of this as a win. Like literally as it kicked off, I just paid it no mind, no stress whatsoever, kind of like your team total bet. So seems pretty obvious what side you're on. I would lean the same way, obviously. If you're betting the over on this game, that might be like the sicko, most gross bet of the year, just to root for points in a matchup with Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky on Thursday night football. But we want to give the audience a variety of picks to go with. Our jobs would just be too easy to just both give the under. And I have another play I like, which is almost as gross as taking the over. It's taking the Patriots, getting six points. I, mean, it's, the- I guess it's a good bet. If, if you're thinking the game's going to go under 30, Yeah, you have to take the six at that point. As gross as it sounds, like I, I guess the Steelers could win 29 nothing, but that margin is small. They're not scoring like, 29. Right. I mean, maybe it could be 20, 20 to 7, but I, I don't – I mean, yeah, the Steelers are 7-5. and five. They'll probably win the game, but there, there haven't been many games this season where the Steelers have covered a seven-point spread. As I look, as we're talking, they beat the Browns by four, the Raiders by five, the Rams by seven, the Titans by four, the Packers by four, and the Bengals by six. So your Pittsburgh Steelers – have covered a six-point spread one time all season, and they won by seven. Yeah. So I, I know it's the Patriots, but the Patriots, as bad as they've been, like you said, they lost 6 nothing. Uh The week before, they lost 10-7. The week before, they lost 10-6. And then it was 20-17. to So they've covered six in all those games. Yeah, they only didn't cover that number. They only haven't covered by six or more or six or less, excuse me, against the Dolphins. And I think the difference between the Dolphins offense and the Steelers offense is going to be even worse. I guess Trubisky is a downgrade from Pickett. I mean, the difference is night and day. And even during this stretch of these last three games, this this would shock you, the Patriots have outgained their opponent in each of those three games, despite scoring a combined 13 points. And if you look at those offenses they played, Colts, Giants, Chargers, and this is our EPA per play rankings. Chargers 11th, Colts 19th, Giants 31st. So two to three offenses are considerably better than the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. So I don't think the Steelers are going to lose. I don't think the Patriots are going to pull off the upset. But getting six points just seems like a ton of value here. And they're really just – the books are begging you to take the Patriots because who wants to bet on New England right now? No, and, and they're probably going to be inundated with Pittsburgh bets. It wouldn't surprise me to find out that – by kickoff that the Steelers are getting 80% of the bets because the the Patriots are that bad right now. And 
you know, we joke about it that Belichick and Kraft are sitting in their laboratory laughing their butts off at everybody as they, you know, unofficially tank because they're really bad. Uh, but, I mean, they're bad. They're playing bad. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I'm looking at the splits right now at FanDuel and DraftKings. There's a greater percentage of the tickets on the Steelers at both sports books, but for the for the handle, slight advantage for the Steelers at FanDuel, but the Patriots are getting more money at DraftKings. So it's still early. You'll still have some more time. But my point really is is that you're gonna get value. You always get value betting on really bad teams just because nobody wants to bet on them. And that's the, the oddsmakers way of trying to get action onto that side. And that's one reason to play them here. But this is also just like thinking the Steelers are just incredibly overvalued. I mean, Mitch Trubisky should never be giving six points against a defense that's held teams at 13 points or whatever it was over the last three games. Yeah, and it, it's just – it's going to be one of those Thursday games you, you – you, it's like a train – like a car crash you can't get away from. You're going to watch because yeah. it's going to be punt, interception, fumble, punt, interception, fumble. No, I know. I've heard someone say if you're betting on this game, you need help. I'm going to go the other way. If you're watching this game and you're not a Patriots or Steelers fan and you're not betting on it, you need help. <laughs> because if you have fantasy guys in this game, your 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 season's over. I mean, I know there's some good fantasy players in this game. You've got Jalen Warren, George Pickens here and there, DeAndre Johnson, but don't start them tonight. If you do, then God bless you. But there's no reason to watch this game unless you have any extra skin in the in the action. So we've talked about the total. You get in a lot of context for how low it is. You're on the under. I'm on the Patriots under as well, though. Is there anything else you like in this game? I mean, God bless our boy Kyle Sapi, who has to come up with the same game parlay for our site for this. Like trying to figure out what overs or unders to take. And there's a lot of books that when you do same game parlays, they don't even give you opportunities to take unders, and that's all you want to do in this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to continue what we've just talked about with the unders and this almost worked in week 10 when I auto bet the Jets Raiders under like 30 something and a half, like 32 or 33. And we talked about it on the show it was Sunday night football prime time, just like this one. And I, you asked me the same question. You just asked me, what do you like prop wise? Who's going to score a touchdown? And I went with no touchdown the entire game. It was not going to be a touchdown. It was a hundred to one. And by God, we almost hit it. The Raiders scored with six minutes to go in the game. And we almost hit the 100 to one spot. Well, the books aren't dumb. No touchdown scored in this game is 15 to one, not 100 to one. I'm still going to take it. That still seems high. It still seems high. Like, I I mean, I guess maybe Zeke might score from the one yard line if the Patriots cross midfield and many, maybe a Trubisky to. Pickens or Frymuth, I guess. The safe play for me, there was really no touchdown. 15 to 1. There you go. Take it to the bank. 15 to 1. I'll win my $150 on there being no touchdown, and that'll be my payment for watching this on Thursday. Yeah, I'm trying to find the line for total touchdowns in the game. Two and a half. Um, I looked it up. Two yeah. and a half. Damn, Favorite, I was going to quiz juice, you on it. Juice to the over. Oh, you got to read your Slack messages. I put it in there. It's actually yeah. in my write up on the game. Not only am I going to take the 15 to 1 no touchdown, but I'm also going to take under two and a half plus 110. You're giving me money to bet under two and a half. There's not going to be three touchdowns in this game unless they move the end zones to like the 20s. So there's your two bets that I like for props no touchdown at 15 to 1. And should they accidentally fall into the end zone, under two and a half plus 110, take that one. 
You know what I might do as a bet, and I call this an emotional hedge? No, Everyone watching this game will want to end as fast as possible and then go to bed at a reasonable hour. Overtime odds are 13 to 1. What if it's like 0 0, 6 6, 3 3, like 9 9 going at the end of regulation? It's like, really don't want to watch any more of this game. Oh, I just want a 13 to 1 ticket on it. That would make me feel a little better. It would. It would. Especially the other day where our boy Dallas Robinson jinxed the, the Monday night game. He went to overtime when he said it was going to be the fastest game of the oh, year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, and the seat goes, oh, it's the two minute warning already in the first half? I'm like, oh, overtime. I, we should have went and bet it. We should have went and bet it. At least it was uh, a fun game, though, even with the quarterback matchup ending with Jake Browning versus CJ Beathard. Far cry from what we were hoping for earlier in the season Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. But that's enough for. The worst primetime game of the year. We'll be back on uh, Friday morning previewing the rest of the slate with some much better matchups, including the Bills versus Chiefs and the Eagles versus Cowboys. And uh, David, thanks for joining. Everyone else, we'll see you back on Friday.